Hello and welcome to the show. Today I'm going to be covering that all-important topic, how to bring more listeners into your podcast. Oh, God, isn't this the mountain that we all need to climb? And one that is just so annoying, particularly because there's no real one answer. There's plenty of different things that you can try and there's zero guarantee that any of them are going to work. So it is probably just a good thing to adjust your expectations and to realise there is no silver bullet. And to be honest, anybody who tries to tell you that there is is a snake oil salesman. Uh, So some of the things that you can do, and probably the most important one, is to have a good show. Uh, That seems pretty simple, but you really need a show that doesn't sound like shit. So it's important that you find a way to be critical about your show. Is the content strong enough? A lot of that will come down to not only planning, but editing. If you plan the show well and you sort of have a real think about what you want to include in it, you will be more likely to just stick with the stronger content. If alternatively you rabbit on for ages and you don't edit, then there's going to be a lot of fluff that's going to bore your listeners. But if you cut stuff down to just the important stuff and use editing as a tool that can really help little things as well, like thinking about your audio, having an intro and outro, those little things that just package the show well. Obviously, if your content's crap, then it can be as sparkly and shiny as you want, but nobody's going to listen. So at the bottom of all of that, it's really important to have the strongest content possible. And a big part of that can be editing that can help you after the fact. Because sometimes when you're in the moment, things happen and you wrap it on or you and your co-host go off piste or a million things can happen. So if you're editing things at the end, it can really help out. Obviously, you are going to get your show on social media. Using the appropriate hashtags can be pretty helpful. If you are doing a podcast on baking, then the old hashtag baking or whatever hashtag cakes, hashtag bread, whatever it is, you know, there are going to be people in your particular niche that are going to be looking for that kind of content. So that can actually open up your podcast to a new audience that doesn't necessarily know you, but is looking for somebody like you who is an expert or who has content that is in an area that they're interested in. So that's really important to have those social platforms going and to have the hashtags to sort of get everything out there. Get everybody you know to listen. There is no shame in sending a blanket email to your nearest and dearest and saying, get on this train, the train of this podcast, start reviewing, start liking. It just helps you to build that early momentum that can be important to keep your podcast in the charts. The other super important thing is to keep the appointment with your listeners. A lot of this comes down to really thinking seriously about what you're able to commit to before you start a podcast and then sticking to that plan. So if you are absolutely slammed running left, right and centre, you've got three kids, you're trying to get them sorted, you've got jobs, you're doing – give it a rest, you know, be chilled, say it's okay, I don't need to start my podcast tomorrow, the podcasting train is not going to shoot off in the distance and leave me behind forever, there will always be an opportunity – If I just need to get a few things off my plate and start it in two months, that's fine. You know, have a plan so that you really can release a podcast same day every week if you're going to do weekly. Obviously, every day, I mean, pat on your back every day. That is tough. Uh, You know, once a month, whatever it is, just make sure that there is consistency there. So you have an appointment and your listeners know when they 
can come and find your content. If you keep an appointment, they will anticipate that appointment. And if you don't meet it, they will be disappointed. And it doesn't take too much disappointment to turn people off your show. So it's really important once you commit that you keep to that. And one of the easiest ways to do that if you don't have a show that is topical and is content, the, the content is, you know, based on what's happening in the here and now, the easiest way to do that is to just record a bank of episodes and be a few weeks ahead of yourself. That would just make sure that you're always, uh, you know, getting that appointment and you're not scrambling the night before going, oh dear Lord, I've got a podcast due tomorrow and I've got nothing to show for it. Something of course that a lot of people suggest is heading onto forums and Facebook pages and I have in the uh, in the time since I first started looking actually found some great Facebook pages where people genuinely need assistance and it'll pop up in my feed and if I can help them out then I will, you know, uh, pop a, a little message there. And the other great thing is that it has become a great resource for questions when I'm developing um, my pod school course or this, this podcast where I can get a sense of what people are really struggling with. So it has been very beneficial. But the thing about going on those kind of forums and Facebook pages is, again, they are a long-term commitment. You cannot be the chump that rocks onto the Facebook page and starts posting their podcast episodes left, right and centre without even saying hello. There are people on these pages that become a real community. Uh, Forums aren't my bag. I just don't like them. I can't navigate them. I'm not interested. So Facebook for me is a better medium. But, you know, there are people within this community that continually and have been for years communicate with each other daily or weekly. They will see you creeping on in uh, as the newbie a mile off. And if you start posting links to your content left, right and centre, it is going to be pretty transparent and you'll be booted out in no time. But those kind of forums, if you can offer assistance, if there's an area of expertise that you have and you can build relationships in those uh, in those areas, then it can be a good way to find a new audience. It just won't be a gigantic audience you know you have to understand that these kind of this growth in your podcast is always going to be incremental you might have certain things or certain guests that will share stuff on their socials that will mean you'll get a big bump in things but it's all about chipping away and it's a it's a marathon not a sprint it's all a long-term goal the other thing that some shows do is that they transcribe their entire episode for SEO. You might have been on some shows, show notes, pages, and seen a section where you can read through the transcription and thought, is anybody reading this crap? I don't think they are. It's all for SEO. It's all for search engines so that when people are searching for things, then all of a sudden all of those keywords that they're very interested in pop up in that person's page. So that can be an interesting way to do things. I'll put some links as well in the show notes page at uh, podschoolpodcast.com about some places that you can get transcription done of your audio files and that can be a good way to do things as well. Naturally, guests, high-profile guests who have a social following uh, can be a good way. Next week, I'll be talking specifically on the podcast about this because uh, I've been contacted by a few people on email who've said, you know, is high-profile guests getting them on a good way to build my audience? And the truth is, as I will talk more about next week, is that you just can't rely on that and you also can't get angry if someone won't tweet your show because it's their Twitter feed and they can do whatever they want with it and there is nothing that will piss somebody off and kill a relationship with a high-profile guest quicker 
than just nagging them to use their feed to promote your show. So um, I will go into a bit more depth about that and and the realities of using um, high-profile and celebrity guests on your show next week, but it can be a way to to build the show. And like I said before, it all adds up in the end, so it's important that you do a whole bunch of things to try and get your audience to grow. And finally, just be creative with your social and your promo stuff for your episode. If you head to my Twitter feed at rachelcorbett.com, you will see that I, for each of my episodes of You've Got to Start Somewhere, did I just say my Twitter feed was rachelcorbett.com? That's a lie. It's just Rachel Corbett and R-A-C-H-E-L. There's no A in there. Rachelcorbett.com. Uh, I need some sleep. I need some sleep immediately. I'm, I can't even speak. It's been a very, very long week and I'm barely hanging in there, but I'm really trying and I just came undone. So Rachel Corbett is my Twitter feed and on there you will see what I tweet out for the promos for my podcast, You've Got to Start Somewhere. And I'll be brutally honest, it's a punish uh, and it's a lot of extra work. I do promos, about seven promos for every show so that I can tweet one out each day of the week. That is just like a little bit of audio for each of the individual shows so that people that want to listen to the show can get a sense of what it is and to hear what they might expect in the upcoming episode. I do a little bit of an intro on that and an outro, so it does take some work. I edit it together. I lay the, uh, the audio, my um, audio intros and stuff, my production underneath it. So it does take a lot of work to put together, but it's worth it because it's an interesting way for people to get a little slice of the show without hearing the whole thing to get them to anticipate what's coming up. And if they don't want to listen to the whole thing, but they want to try before they buy to get a sense of what it will be before they subscribe. So those are some ways that you can, you know, bring in more listeners to your show. You have to realize that you're never going to get, I mean, you might if you're featured in a huge magazine or you get a high profile guest that has a particularly active social following, you know, you might get a, a huge bump in numbers but really all of these little things about are about the small ways that you can add up to a big audience and the most important thing to realize is it's a long-term goal these kind of things build over time and you just have to kind of keep chipping away at it you will get there but I don't want to say that it is going to happen quickly because as with anything worth achieving it all takes a lot of time and hard work but if you consistently deliver every single week for your audience and you try and get it into as many new ears as possible and you're delivering great content, then that is the best that you can do. And you've got to just hope that the audience will find you and enjoy what you're doing. Next week on the show, I'll go into a little bit more detail about celebrity guests and using high profile guests on your show to grow your audience. I have a podcast that is an interview series called You've Got to Start Somewhere, which is entirely interviewing high profile celebrities. And it is really important when you have guests who have a significant social following that you are really respectful of that social following. So I'll just be talking through a few things that you need to think about when you have high profile guests and how you need to not think of that as the fix all for getting an audience to come to your show. At the end of the day, the responsibility for getting an audience is nobody's but yours. So I'll talk a little bit about that in next week's episode. Until then, thank you so much for listening and happy podcasting.